all our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we don't Boys, 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 fellas, fellas, boys, 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 boys. We should get the micro machines guy. Do you think he's still alive to just do the micro peen machine? Micro peen machine man. The best way to support the boys cast if you like the pod, patreon.com slash the boys cast. The second best, leave a comment or rate and review on iTunes. Push us up in that algorithm. Put us in the top pods. Yep. Third best is actually something that just happened to me about an hour ago. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. It was very supportive. So I'm at the gym, the gym that I uh, eat at. and Doing his Kegels. Doing my Kegels, and I'm, and I'm about to take a shower. I got my towel on, just a towel, pretty sexy. And there's this guy there, it's just me and this guy, and he comes to me, he goes, hey man, keep up the good work. And I go, oh, this guy likes the videos. Standard he likes, stuff. You know, he likes the podcast. And I go, great. And, he go, and then there's like a bit of a pause, and I go back to doing my thing, getting ready to shower, and he goes, so how much weight have you lost? <laughs> I go, what? I don't I don't know. If anything, uh, you gained. I actually was like, that's what I go. I kind of up a bit. <laughs> and he goes, ah, oh, keep up the good work. And then I walked away. And I go, oh, he doesn't know who I am. He just was. And he was fat. <laughs> he was a big guy. He said, I aspire to be you. You go, oh, <laughs> a gay podcast. He goes, no. No. A guy who loses weight. <laughs> I guess I guess he's Tor- he put you up to tear you down. I guess I maybe part of me should have because he's obviously on some sort of weight loss journey. So I should have been like, used to be four hundred pounds, man. You can do it. You can do it. That is, I should have. Yeah, I should have been like, you can do it, man. Someone but- goes up, they go, hey, hey, what's up? It's you. You go what? And they go, you, the guy who stood in front of me at the line and went. <laughs> Which I, you ate the last Twinkie. Well, I was getting in, so I. Before we get into it, the the intro catch-up session, <laughs> I was on, so I'm in Santa Barbara all weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? I haven't seen you since then. Yeah, I'm at a wedding, right? So, couple takeaways from the wedding, but more importantly, the United, United Airlines, you know, there's a reason why so many comics in the history of time end up airline-specific, because you take these airlines... And it's insane what's going on there. So because of COVID, United Airlines is probably one of the worst experiences of my life. And I say that every time I fly on their Ameri- airline. For me, it's American and United are by far the two worst airlines. It's a fucking joke. And I've never flown Spirit because everybody like you got it. But there are a bunch of hosers over there. A bunch of hosers. So this is what happens. You get there and, and you it's a five hour flight or whatever. And you are uh, it's a four. And I take an action and they go to buy food. You go, you go, OK, I'll order some food. I'll get a drink. And they go. Oh, you have to sign up for this app. And you can't get the app in the air. You can't get the app in the air. And then I go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go on my phone and get the app or whatever. And then you try to go five, 15 minutes of internet, but the, the, the plug doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, if you can get, the, get, the, get it on your phone, I go, my plug doesn't work. They're like, you should have charged your phone. I go, well, yeah, I'm an hour late because my last United Airlines flight was delayed. So I get off my delayed flight, get to the place, try to buy food. You can't buy food. And then on top of that, there is this element of like, they're like, oh, I guess all the plugs are broken. You go, and what other, imagine you went to a hotel and they go, oh, the outlets just aren't working. And they go, ah, oh, you know what happens. If you get in a taxi, you basically get an, uh, you can get a phone charge for your phone every time. And they're looking like I'm being unreasonable. Like It's like, it's like the broken window thing where they just go, hey, I don't know. It's, they're all broken. But. Nobody goes to fix them. You, so is your plane broken? Am I in a broken, the last place I want there to be malfunctions <laughs> right and left. 
And what other place would you get? Would you buy a service, rent a car, and you go, "Hey, all of the like the radio doesn't work and all this stuff," and they go. Oh my, like unreasonable. Yeah, they go, oh shitty. And you go, what do you mean, oh shitty? And they're like, well, you should have known that you had to sign up for the app. I go, yeah, who knows that? It's a four hour flight. Especially, you go on a four hour flight, you're expecting to do some work and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that you can't get on the internet because it, that doesn't work. And then the uh, the plug to charge your stuff doesn't work. And they're looking at you like, oh, like I, I'm being a Karen. Yeah, yeah, you're being like a total. They've been like, they, we, they're like, we've been through so much as flight attendants in the last year and a half even though now you yeah, probably they're trying to take you, me to my chair because i want a working plug you probably like got to the hotel and you just watched like compilations of fucking flight attendants getting assaulted just to get <laughs> one back you go yeah that's what they're thinking the good guys i go I'm, I'm like okay well why don't i give you my phone and you can charge it then i'll do it and they're like oh we can't take your property like and i go well then have a working plug and then find me another place where I can put my plug. Yeah, and that place is Delta Airlines. Yeah, it was a, a too much. <laughs> but a takeaways from the wedding is um Did you were, was at any point when you got hungry enough cuz I know how you get when your blood sugar's drop where you're like kind of <laughs> you get panicky. I was panicky. I was were, were you were you going to be like start finding someone who had the app and just give them cash to That's what something? I did try to do. <laughs> Well, that was my. That's the first thing I tried to do. A couple of people beside me, I tried to do it. Yeah, was interested. People were because <laughs> they think there's something uh, scam going on. Well, I did have. I was getting in confrontations all weekend. There was. I made. A, I had one win where I made a whole scene. So this lady comes on. She was like an old lady, right? Was it when they go? Does anybody have any objections <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the wedding? I was, I was loving the idea of objecting to the wedding. <laughs> but, but that. So there's a, there was a lady on the plane. Oh, the older lady. And she can't find a thing for her bag. I eventually find a spot. She's coming on late behind me. We're all late because our other United connection, the pilot was lollygagging, I guess. Yeah. So we, and then uh, basically there was a spot, but all you would have to do was move this bag. So I go to this old lady. I go, you know what? I'll, I'll uh, help you find a place. So I take this lady's Oops. suitcase and then I move one other bag over. And this lady sitting down gets up and she goes, can you not move my bag? And then I'm like, so, but because everyone was kind of watching at this point, I made a whole, I basically played dumb and made a whole scene. And I was like, um, yeah, I, I, you could probably put it here, but this woman says she doesn't want to move her bag over. She likes the spot that it's in. So, I mean, maybe, uh, I, I, maybe we could store it at the front or whatever. I mean, this would be a good spot, but this lady's very uh, against moving her bag. I'm not really sure. And at this point, like 40 people are watching. And then so people, everyone on the plane's looking back at this lady and she's like, oh, she doesn't want to move it. I go, I don't know. I asked her. She sort of got mad about it. Like, and it's this lady. Yeah. There. So how, whole, old, how old is she? This late, the older lady's 75 nice. and the younger lady's 50. Okay. So the 50 year old lady has a whole spotlight on her that she didn't want to move her. Were you considering calling her a Karen or you're like, that's overdone. We're not there yet. <laughs> Are we not at the point of calling her a Karen? I yet? was, I was making a whole stink. And then eventually she was bullied into moving her bag because there's such a spotlight on her. <laughs> and when she did move her bag, it took two seconds. And I, my attitude was, oh, see, well, that wasn't really so hard, was no, it? And you could have just done it for her. Yeah. So exactly. Right. Yeah. You were like, you were kind of being the gentleman be like oh let me rearrange this <laughs> every wedding by the way has it's uh it's cliche guys and it feels like if it doesn't have the cliche guys people fit that role so there's a legitimate like a vacuum it's it's I think people within five minutes there's like a, a two drunk uncle who's yeah. walking around bumping into people. 
There's just like a like a baby uh, walking, you know, dancing on someone's shoes. The, the passive aggressive girlfriend who's like basically going to everyone, being like, "Oh, my ring, I'm up next." There's like, the girl that's sort of like, you know too drunk, and she's like a little sad that she should be married. Yeah, she should be married, and she's like really putting it out there for everybody, like not but not to her boyfriend. Yeah, I was loving the idea that you could rent that they came with the hall, so you rent a wedding hall, and they're like, hey, you know, do you want a drunk uncle? It's like we can have him say a couple slurs if you want to throw an extra forty in. It's like we send the baby out. Do you want us to send the? Do you want us to send the toddler out to? I love, how, I love how in your world the slurs cost more instead of less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was loving the idea of the, the weird. You want their uncle to be racist? That's uh, gonna cost. Me and Ian Fridays were dying at the idea of fucking the like the edge lord comic doing the corporate, and he's like, you know, uh, and uh, we have tiers of blackface paint that I could put on. Do you want a turban? That's an option. Like sending <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the package for you to do a like corporate the super professional edge lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so. You know, and then he cancels the gig and he's like, I am going to have to charge you for the paint that I did use. That is the expensive blackface paint. But I was loving my favorite thing was uh, when uh, open bar. If you're at, yeah yeah if you're at a if you're at a wedding with a chick and she's being annoying, calling her guest wedding guestzilla. <laughs> Just keep calling her get wedding guestzilla. Santa Barbara, by the way, is uh, and which I thought I was going to San Diego. So I've been telling yeah, Ryan was the whole week, people for three whole weeks. Time Ryan's like, I'm going to San Diego. Yeah, when she came out and she's like, and everyone's like, oh, you're going to Santa, San Diego tomorrow. And he's like, did you tell everyone we're going to San Diego? I go, maybe. Yeah, that's a. And um, the Santa Barbara is like a, a time capsule to 40 years ago a little not 40 years ago like early 2000s so no everyone dresses like early 2000s okay and it's the whole vibe right surfers and stuff like yeah surfers but yeah no one's updated and one of the things that was interesting in me is when i went to some you know i went to like a reggae bar kind of reminded me of my my roots you know what i mean yeah yeah and then a lot of these people there their attitude in places like that is very if they instead of being like sir can you put your mask on their attitude is way more Sorry, dude. Like you, ha- if you're yeah. gonna be in the line, you gotta do it. Which yeah, makes Uncle, you go, okay. Uncle Sam wants you. Fucking, we gotta. You Correct. know, you don't want to do this. And it was interesting so. because the same way that uh, we've been talking about how you know th- with you know a lot of the you know black and brown people don't want to get vaccinated and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these people have lost the fucking San Barbara hippies. They've lost the California hippies, the Grateful Dead hippies, yep. like fucking black dudes. They've lost so many people in all of their- They lost all the freedom people. Lo- they lost all the hypocrisy. people. Hypocrisy. Sorry, I can't, too early for that. We can't. It's too, too, it's too early for more hypocrisy, Socrates. But the SoCal hippies were all against this shit. And then my last takeaway, which was, you know, because I know we have a lot of fans that- I think our main demographic probably is like 20 to 40, so it is kind of all in that pocket, but probably half under 30 or whatever. And- it was interesting because there's a lot of, you know, people there that were, uh, you know, 25, 26, 27. And it did remind me that... This is at the wedding. At the wedding. Yeah. And the, you can tell that everyone's having sort of, especially as some people get married earlier, so many people in their like 20s, to around 25, 26, I think panic really starts to hit people in their 20s. And I think that, I think that 25 to 30 is the worst period for everyone. Because yeah. up until that point... It's kind of like, you know, all of your decisions don't seem that important. And then when you hit 25, it's like, that's when people start getting married. That's when people start having For sure, kids. the relativity thing where you go. Yeah. Relativity you know, really Everybody's just you. kind of a child until You've 25. been done college for a few years or yeah, if you've done yeah. high school for whatever amount of years. If you're not, and you start. 
it's like when your friends stop like quitting drugs and like you know you, you have that first friend who's like you know i'm going sober now and you're like yeah huh and you really and you're like i'm gonna drink more if anything <laughs> People start wanting to tick off the boxes too, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's almost a rush to get life done. Twenty-five to thirty really feels like a, a rush well, for I, people to I get think life. People done. have this idea that it's a there's a, it's like a bit of a musical chairs thing, where the, like the, there's going to run out of chairs and you're going to be left standing. Yeah, but that's not the case at all. But and I think people think that it, they do think that, and they also think. And they're, they're right to think that because With everyone in your life case, yeah. is kind of saying to you, you know, when you're when you're 25, the big conversation from everyone is very much, you know, like when you get married, like, are you are you thinking about having kids? Who's who are you with? What do you do for a living? Like, what do you want to do for your life? It's all of that. Right. And then by 30, no one does that anymore. Also, you've had in your friend group, a few of the people that were happily married or getting divorced. Yeah. Your, your friend that had this job, there's like, they were popping off. They came out of college. They had this big job. Now they're making 100K and they're 26 and it seems like they're killing it. Now they're making 130 and they're 30 and they're, you know, you don't really hear from them too much anymore. No, about it. They're no, like, yeah, I just go to work. It's the sort of... Uh, the honeymoon of anyone that's you know specifically fast tracked is sure. kind of over. Yeah, everybody starts catching up and yeah, yeah. Like the, well, yeah. as anyone that kind of started really into their career at twenty one, around thirty, it's like they've been doing it for nine years. Any sort of spark of that's worn off. They're just in the yeah, yeah. No, there's no excitement anymore. And I really um, think at twenty five, people get together and they talk about what do you you know what are your job is, what are your plans. This is what I want to do by thirty ish. I think really, I have friends that. You know, if I get together with my old friends, some people are really successful, some people aren't. No one really talks about no, it. No, no, no. It's yeah, exactly. You yeah. talk about other shit. Yeah, you talk about literally anything. You might talk else. about your chicks and stuff like that, which has no bearing on, you know, how good people are doing. No. And even then you might not you know what you might not even talk about that stuff that much. So I think that, that I think twenty five to yeah. thirty is the the hardest part. And I think that if you are twenty five to thirty, I feel like knowing that it, it you it kind of feels like, oh, it just uh it's like this forever. Like I'm in this fucking thing. I, it wears off. It does wear off. No, that is very accurate. Thirty is a liberating age. Yeah. You kind of are like, whatever you're doing, you're doing. If you were doing something you don't like, it's a little bit like. I mean, if you're still trying to finish that college degree at thirty, that undergrad, and you go, ah, this is the year. You're like a real <laughs> Van Wilder vibes. Maybe, maybe thirty's not gonna feel so good, but yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah. You go thirty. What's the difference of now and thirty nine? What's the difference between like twenty four and thirty? It's like. A life enormous. A lot, yeah. Well, the per, I mean, literally, the percentage of your life is greater. Um, so I think that that's you. I think with a lot of twenty-five to thirty-year-olds, they're in very like, it's a very hectic mental time. You're just constantly at war with your own brain. What was the age of the people something like married? that? Twenty-six or something. Both of them same age. Yeah. Um, what? So, moving on from the wedding, the the. Uh, <laughs> Moving this, on and moving out. Yeah, yeah. This this is probably I got some sense and pretty good stuff this week, and there's like so much to go through. But this is diversity spaces. So Germany, they reserve. So they've they're they they're they've gone like full to prove that we're not you know bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always go, right. hey, remember that Holocaust thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, so they're pretty on the make floor. it up for it. <laughs> And they're pretty on the forefront, right? Yeah. But and you know, at the boys, guys, some of our favorite things for the boys is uh, 
the the intersectional car crashes of who's you know and who's bigger who's better right yeah yeah so diversity spaces Germany reserves park Germany like some lots there they've reserved parking spots for LGBT community and immigrants so now there used to be wheelchair spaces yeah it is interesting the the <laughs> kind of progression is because at first they, they go you know what disabled people someone saw a disabled person like you know trudging through a parking lot and they go you know what we should get them close. that guy might be good with we spot. should get them closer to the entrance yeah. right and and then someone saw some pregnant lady, you know, walking and they go, oh, you know what? She's pregnant. She's struggling to get in. Let's get her. I just came. Let's get her. <laughs> just came. Let's get her a spot. And then now in like literally they're just treating like an um, immigrant or like a gay person as like a disabled person. Well, their sort of <laughs> argument, you know, when they go through it, the people that say it. In their mind, these people are just getting attacked right and left, yes. right? <laughs> and the way to help them is to get them prime parking spots. So they can get to the door quicker because if they have to walk from the back of the parking lot, they're going right, to get gay bashed, right? Right, right. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah, it is so funny. You it's think like, they did an analysis? They go, look, 99.7% of all the gay bashing done in this garage happens in that back corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got to get them away from there. <laughs> I would have thought that fat people were on the come up quicker. You know what I mean? No, but there's also they're next. There's also so much funny about parts about it. Like so, the, just the first thing is a car park in Germany decided to show its support for the LGBTQ community and migrants by painting rainbow flag on one of its walls and reserving the parking spots. And there's a so I, I this was the car park doing it, but the the reason I said the authorities is because all of the the mayors of the t you know the whatever the politicians have been coming out mm -hmm. and kind of saying this is like the blueprint for what we should be doing. Yep, but um. The funniest part to me is like you, you know, let's say, for example, you, you take the spot, you know, you take your gay spot. How can they confirm? <laughs> well, for sure. Like you get the knock on the window. You have goes, to have a, a gay put, star. You know, uh, put your window down. It goes, License and registration, please. And you show them your stuff. You go, you know, you're parked in a gay spot, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you've got to think fast. You go, son. What do you mean, son? Don't assume. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you gotta like you gotta be really quick on your feet with this. If you go, son, the guy in a wheelchair, like. Okay, okay, now question. This is a bit of a callback to a previous episode. Can you say you're demi romantic? That's a big question. Can you be like, Who yo, I'm fucking demi? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so sorry. You thought I was kicked out of the space. I don't know. Oh my god, you don't know that I'm demi romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm demi. But uh, a guy in a wheelchair, he's getting uh, taken out of the car, put in the wheelchair, and then like the parking attendant coming up, you better fucking have sucked a dick, pal. <laughs> I love the idea you of have getting, to have, You have to have on a, your phone a picture of you like smooching a dude. Yeah. I like getting a ticket for not being gay enough. This really reminds me of like, I read this, I go, this is going to be Canada in not that long. We go, we go, oh, I fucking out on the weekend. I got an $85 ticket. What for? Not being gay enough. Would, <laughs> would you be in trouble for if they, had, they said, uh, they say, hey, sir, this is a gay spot. Not, the really gay spots over there. <laughs> <laughs> These are the gay spots. This the like flamboyantly really gay is over the. The funniest part. part too is like you go some some new family that just arrived from Afghanistan. You go yeah, go park in the rainbow spot there. <laughs> and they're like what? Well, we're immigrants too, so do we get this? Yeah, that would be so great. You know, an old man in a cane and like his pre and a pregnant woman walking from the back and like so long suckers is the immigrant spot it's funny what they think migrants like immigrants like problems are the hierarchy <laughs> of immigrant problems yeah. like they're seriously like we have nine million problems that are ahead of getting prime parking spots <laughs> yeah. first off we don't have a car 
because <laughs> we just moved here and we have we're displaced from afghanistan we have ten dollars yeah so really cars not in our future <laughs> but when you do get a car when we, you do get a car we got you. <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah! The guy in a, the, the 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 person coming through pregnant, and you're getting out of there because you immigrated from Canada in the LGBTs part. Yeah, that better be a surrogate baby. That better not be a man's baby. That would, also ninety percent of girls op, uh, identify uh, as bi, right? Yeah. So it's like you know how like ninety percent of girls, especially in college, so it's basically like a college girl parking spot. College. <laughs> Parking spots for college girls. College girls and gender studies. Well, well, authorities hoped this would earn them praise for the act. Locals have called them out for alienating other groups. But the city councilor, Thomas um, Marlock, said there is nothing more important than setting an example of tolerance. And that, which is, which is, I think that does a good job of explaining the point of view of these people, that there is nothing more important for, well, for example, a pregnant lady getting to having a, not having to walk through an entire parking lot. Well, that's not as important as us setting an example verbally. Yes, with some with some bullshit that doesn't help. But anyone. also, giving, these are in shape too. I know. But, well, <laughs> some of them are. But giving like equal at, like saying, "Hey, everybody, here's a parking lot. Just take whatever parking spot that's available." Is not intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're assuming when you say this is tolerance, you go, so what is intolerance in parking? The intolerance. Just general parking? Dude, they legitimately think these people are just getting attacked right now. Uh, like, that's one thing their I will, argument has the, to be. One thing I will say is surprising is that it was a dude whose idea this was. You think this is a girl idea? I mean, it's a gr- guy it's, that's, you know, pandering to women, I, I guess. guess. This is pretty, like... I guess so, it's a true. He's probably a, a German Trudeau type. But it, it's interesting that you know when all these uh, practices and you kind of there's there's such like a, a, a people brought up the idea that everyone that claims to be against you know kind of authoritarianism they're always pushing these authoritarian policies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we were reading this article about China and it's so funny the idea that. They're doing the exact same thing over there, but just for different ideals. Mm-hmm. And most people would look at, so we briefly mentioned this, but it's official and we're going to talk about it. So China bans video games for effeminate males. <laughs> Basically, in their in their thing, a leaked memo revealed Beijing no longer views video games as entertainment, but instead as a form of art that is responsible for promoting the correct values. And understanding uh, a history and culture. But they basically said they're banning any video games that have any effeminate males. <laughs> Remember, too, where like every, Chad's only. every chick in a video game had just like huge cans. And then girls <laughs> were like, hey, that's all women aren't like that. And then they made them. And now they're like, all right. Well, China's going back to the cans. Back to the cans. So, but, but they're saying they're going, you know, going to all these people. It's kind of like here. Where if you turn on any channel, they're kind of saying like there should be more dudes in dresses. And China is saying like no more dudes in dresses. thank you. But it's legitimately the exact opposite. And they were saying that, but it's funny to watch these things and be go, well, the principle only applies when it applies to my value structure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how so many people see this. The one thing too with the China thing is like, at least they're a little more consistent than the Germany thing. The Germany thing, they're just doing this shit on the fly. They're like, oh, like... 
whatever, gay f- fucking parking spots. Whereas in China, they're, this kind of fits in with, they're like, yeah, we have a model of how we're trying to plan this society. Stuff deviates Well, they from have a model of how they try- want to plan this they're society. They're trying to course correct. You th- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there is Well, they've had a longer track record of, I guess, this. But they China. do still, they both have a model of how they want to see society. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, slightly more traditional. And the other is... I guess it's reactionary in the sense that it's like our model of how we see society is we want just, you know, no more dudes. <laughs> no more dudes. What do you think um, in in uh, China their stance would be on gay parking spots? They would say only parking spots for chads. Chads, chad So China, it's like if you're a chad, <laughs> you get a free parking spot. If you go to the front, like this is what they're saying. There's no simps in video games. So basically they go... You can't you can't be in the video game if, for example, you're just like a if let's say there's a two, a couple that are in a relationship and you're pretending to be the friend but you're actually in in love with her you're out you you're can't out. be in the video game but if you if you actually do just go steal the guy's girlfriend like a Chad yeah this, like Grand Theft Auto style now you're allowed to be in the video game anymore. like no, if you smashed. <laughs> you're allowed yeah. to be in if you smash no it's so funny too i'm like they're talking yeah we're banning gay relationships from video games i'm like man i'm so out of the loop of video games i'm like there's gay relationships in video games now <laughs> i was like i haven't played video games in probably like i don't know 10 15 years i'm, I'm sure like, i don't <laughs> well it's, it's the exact opposite of going here it's like they're censoring all the stuff they don't like it, well there's probably all sorts of things right so i mean that was the original person that they pissed off it's like kind of the same thing where we're talking about now where they're pissing off you know the california hippies they're losing yeah it's even their original group that they lost was the gamers yeah and they because if you're not if you're not really if you're just some gamers who wanted the cans yeah gamers wanted the cans gamers wanted and then they go you've had enough cans and if you no more cans yeah if you're not paying attention you don't realize how big you know these groups actually come they're all they're like unions almost not unions but they're like i don't even not even voting blocks is the right word but yeah they're they're um they do hysterical mobs social power yeah absolutely because they're united you they're united right so there is some element of like just losing all these big groups they're like groups have you know their individual influence in certain ways right but (laughs) they uh if you look at how much people would hear would be for all of everything they're doing if you just switched the things that they're banning. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, like making cans mandatory. Make well, they actually did make. <laughs> that's one of the <laughs> things they said. But it's funny to think of, like, if you were going to be in the video, right? Like, if me and you in the were ga- in the game, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of them having like a panel of just Chinese bros like deciding whether <laughs> yeah. you're fucking masculine man. That enough. fucking I, I actually was reading just this some article fucking dogs from China. and I'm like, how many people work in the censorship industry in China? Oh, so many. That must be one of the like you know biggest industries in the whole country is just censorship. Yeah. It is. It's like a it's, crazy. it's like a field if you go to college there, yeah, to be a censor. You got to fucking watch everything, play every game, like watch every website. But I will say to you, that's we have not only do we have our censorship, actual censorship media, uh, industry, the media, well, people, the freelance censorship here, like it kind of is an industry here too. Mm-hmm. It's legit. Not government. It's not to that degree. Well, gov- we have government censors as well, mm-hmm. but we also have the private sector of censors. Karens, <laughs> if you will. The panel of uh, Chinese bros just there <laughs> being like, I don't know, his posture is not that masculine. Which, by the way, there is a, 
I, I feel like the one thing that this is the thing people in the chat sometimes will comment and be, you know, call me feminine and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And this is what they don't realize. And the Chinese bros might get me. <laughs> they don't, I mean, Ryan Long, the video game has been banned in China, but go no, on. They, well, no, I wouldn't be though. That's the thing. These people, <laughs> people don't get, <laughs> unlike Jane, I'm feminine in the way that Mick Jagger's feminine. I'm rock and roll feminine. It's a very different, which is actually pussy crusher feminine. Pussy crusher feminine. It's a, vi- it's a, vi- that's the thing. These it's, people it's don't what, realize you, Basically, that. what you're saying is China just needs to I'm get like to Prince. know you a I'm little better. <laughs> and once they did, they'd be like, oh, this guy's actually crushing Dude, it. I'm, I'm we like, want, we want more Chinese people to be like this guy. Me and my legend friends, <laughs> we're, Danny doesn't know what I was saying. Instead of the slut walk, the dudes just have a legend walk. Legend I think we're saying it's that. more of a strut. The fucking legend strut. But people don't get that. Like, the, it is kind of an interesting culture, like band culture or whatever, because it is a little bit flamboyant and all that stuff. But at the same time, it is kind of a very masculine culture. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an interesting duality. Yes. And a lot of arts cultures are like that. But you but you could you would look at that and you go, Oh, Prince is gay. If you knew Prince, you go, That motherfucker ain't gay. No. That guy's more of a man than you'll fucking ever be. Well, like they, they have a different like the kind of, of band fucking culture. Judas Priest isn't gay. <laughs> Like, oh, Elton John's gay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's gay. That, that guy is gay, right? <laughs> he, he, well, he's kind of funny because he basically was that start, Rob started wearing all the leather, leather yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then all the, all the, all the kind of like metalhead guys started dressing like, like gay like, guys. Like leather daddies. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could, if which came first. I think a lot of people like that narrative. It's probably a little bit of both, mm-hmm. but basically, a bit of, a, bit I don't of an know overlap. If, I don't know if a gay guy made gay cool for metalheads. Or a gay guy started making metal gay. So what are the kids in China going to masturbate to if they only have like three hours? Because they only have three hours a day. To they have play to crank game. one out quick. Well, there's no cans anymore. Well, this is what they. This is the can-oriented line. They said characters must have a clear gender, and storylines are prohibited from having blurred moral boundaries. So when you say characters must have a clear gender, boobs. <laughs> like boobs, what else could that possibly that's, mean? That's basically it. Long hair and boobs. Well, that that's what, kind of what that means. So it's like this is very China's policy is be, very like me what me and my friends in like the film world used to joke about. We used to say that uh the, the old like key grips, you ever heard the old key grip jokes? They can be sort of extrapolated to anything, but it's like what do you call a a key grip with a, 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 a how do you know how do you know that a key grip just got laid? How? Two clean fingers. <laughs> it's like the old gross jokes, yeah, right? Yeah, but we used to say the the policy on set was all you need to know is no gay shit, no fat chicks, and keep them cold. <laughs> you go. <laughs> so this is what China's sort of policy is. They're saying for their video games, they go, no gay shit, no fat chicks, no small tits, no small keep tits. them cold. Sounds like they're fucking- Beers China's, have to be cold. China's for the boys. China's kind of- I wonder if we're- if, No if, men doing laundry in the video game. I wonder if this podcast has any listeners in China. <laughs> I wonder. If we're allowed. Yeah, the clear gender, they definitely mean titties. That's no question. And I think they go, they, they, they make the characters have to do like a motorboat test. So they have another character. They make, they bring, make them bring in a life-size version of the character and then the the, the Chinese sensor bros. Sensor bros. <laughs> they kind of come up and they go, they go yeah. I'd like to see them a little bigger. They, they, they just measure like the depth on their head to see how far deep they can get their head in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like anything was, past the ear and we're good to go. Me and Paul used to always love that. It's like if you're going to a strip club or whatever, whatever scenario, you're motorboating titties and someone else is motorboating titties and you have to give yourself the boating nod. <laughs> 
<laughs> the boaters nod. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like out on the water. Yeah, it's out on the water. The boaters nod from motorboating. There were so they said they were told these with the wrong value orientation, pornography and violence must be outed. So unfortunately, titties are kind of back out because they don't like anything too pornography. No. And technology developers were briefed to firmly boycott any ill culture such as money worshiping, effeminate males, and boys love. So to me, that just sounded anti-Semitic, a bit of a dog whistle where they, <laughs> where they said the money and, and the boys love. <laughs> no, they're banning dog money worshippers. Money worshippers. Doesn't that feel a tad? Yeah, I mean, they like fucking. If you said, if you go, you know, I liked all the people there except for the few money worshippers. The money worshippers. <laughs> and you Weep. point to your nose. <laughs> it is weird because they are a very like uh, consumer culture there. They're, they're all into like status and buying just fucking dumbass shit that's expensive crazy rich asians yeah exactly but even in, in china well they think that's a bad thing but that's that's all part of kind of the it boils down to places like that where everyone has their own you know they always kind of need their religion that you have to be beholden to mm-hmm. and here that religion is you know social justice or whatever yeah and there the religion the is the commun- state yeah it's the communist party yeah exactly so if you if it, it, to be honest like that is one of those you know why there, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about why, whether or not China is really like the biggest threat to U.S. And I've heard kind of uh, compelling arguments on both sides. Yeah, I would say that because, but there is people like to even on both sides, people like to uh, glorify other cultures to some degree, like they have it all together, but they do have a lot of their own problems. But they, one of the big things that they're dealing with is when you know those tech companies get too big and they're censoring them and all that stuff. A lot of it is just straight up the government like showing those elites that who's boss. A hundred percent. Because it's not like, you know, they have all their and a lot of those companies all like work with the military and all that stuff. They're all intertwined. Like they're all pretty, intertwined. Pretty heavily and they'll yeah, they, they they all work for like they're letting you be a billionaire. Like we're they're like you and they can, want you to they Whereas you to in America that. you can be a billionaire in spite of the government. And then tell the government to, you know, fuck himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like Elon Musk style or like, you know, tells tells the SEC to suck his dick and all that stuff. Whereas there they're no like, way. They're like, no, no, no. They're like we're we're kind of a, a tandem. They'll you bring will. you in and be like they bring you in with the 19 uh, government officials and they go, you mentioned sucking dick and you said we'd be doing it to you. <laughs> well, we're going to leave here today and one of us is getting our dick sucked. Who do you think that's going to be, pal? Here's a chapstick. Alibaba. Alibaba. And yeah. then they said over 30,000 gamer accounts have been removed and 96,000 silenced over rule violations. So again, it's like the same shit. They're removing accounts and they remove your accounts. Like, for example, if you're playing like a girl, not taking chances in the That's video like, game. No. If you're very too cautious, things like that. If you're playing like a, a strategy game and you spend way too much time like making food as opposed to just puttering around, not not really getting much <laughs> yeah. done, but really wasting time. If you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're afraid of confrontation, for example. Yeah. Puttering around, afraid of confrontation. That's one thing. Not on time for anything. Yeah. You know, just regular stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you show just up. Just regular right? unmanly You take traits. too much time, like, picking your character and getting it ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with your avatar, but not of completing <laughs> anything in the game. You know. If you spend check too stuff. much time. Check stuff. Yeah. Well, if you do that, that's the kind of shit that gets your account taken away. They said rule breachers include 
uh, improper political remarks, but obviously their improper political remarks is just a different version than yep. here. Yeah. Superstition, rumor, pornography, vulgar content, cyberbullying, privacy speech, and discrimination comments, discriminatory comments. So exact same here with just different morals. You know, Western here, it's every superhero has it to It is wear a crazy drink. though, because like you really know that in China, like someone's listening to everything in every video game. Like that really is, that is wild. Like it yeah. is really getting like I feel like you know you could I'm sure you can get slide stuff by, but not to the extent where like I'm sure people drop like you know people say crazy shit on like Xbox Live and then they someone reports them who like was in it versus like a moderator, whereas there it's like the moderator is or whatever AI or whatever they're using is the one who's actually like catching it. Yeah, there's actually a guy sitting there with a toga on. <laughs> <laughs> just crushing beers and just listening he, he has like fucking headset in each ear just yeah and he's getting blown well they got so many people they got to put him to work somehow <laughs> yeah right? they got tons of fucking people so it's almost it was kind of making me laugh that that idea that this stuff's kind of like accidentally for the boys which like i wanted to do a segment <laughs> remember that song accidentally in love <laughs> yeah. so when 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 someone does something that's supposed to be social justice but it's accidentally for boys <laughs> this this is that i like one of the things i was reading in the thing where they go authorities and state media have repeatedly lashed out at male stars who wear heavy makeup and project a feminine image saying chinese boys should become more manly well that's cuz they don't that's why they're banning like the boy bands and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. which is not to be confused with again me and prince <laughs> But also, me I mean, and Mick Jagger, me and Steve Tyler, guys, cool masculine guys. But also, like, like that level of self awareness <laughs> where they go, yeah, you know, our dudes kind of do look like our chicks. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> like I know people make fun of us about that, but it is kind of true. So yeah. why are we giving these people more ammo? That's true. Let's really differentiate them. But the actually, you think there's do you, how far away do you think they are from mandatory breast implants for all women above like sixteen? I would say that they've discussed it at the very it's, least. It's, that conversation has happened where you go, look. Let's give every fuck, goes, every girl fucking double D's. And they have a moment of like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and they're like, they're thinking, but they're holding breast implants. They're like <laughs> yeah, they squeezing the like, little squeeze thing. Stress yeah, they're ball, so they for the ball, boys that they have like breast implants for their stress balls. <laughs> I went to a fucking a party with my girl. Her friend was like a surgeon or whatever. And he's a plastic surgeon. And he had all over his apartment fucking breast implants. That's pretty funny that yeah. he's just putting it out. He that just has like them on, man like on his it, total ass man, but on his coffee table. We should maybe get some for the fucking. Uh, That's such a funny thing for to the have. studio. He had them like, and they're just like he had like all over his coffee table just breast implants. Nice, nice. <laughs> but my actual one that I was gonna say accidentally for boys nice. is um, so Casey Mu Musgrove basically went on SNL and then she did her performance naked with a guitar, right? Mm -hmm. And then The Cut released this article being like, if you're looking for a Halloween costume, if you're already panicking about what to wear for Halloween, singer Casey Musgrove has some sage advice. Don't wear anything at all. Well, except for cowboy boots. Can't give away that you're already panicking. So if, oh yeah, can't give away the feet for free. So that's what they said. They don't want you to see the feet. But so for Halloween... They're saying, you know, to this, you know, big woman icon. Yeah, I don't know who she is. I never even it doesn't her. matter who the she is. The funny thing is, I read it and they go, she was doing an ode to Jenny from Forrest Gump. You're yeah. like, way more people know who Jenny is from Forrest Gump yeah. than fucking Casey Musgraves. Right, so why not just say that? Why not say it's Jenny from Forrest Gump? But the bottom line is... And where was this fucking costume 20 years ago? The cut 
for women empowerment reasons is telling girls, here's an idea. Go naked for Halloween. Yeah. So they're saying I would love to be the editor. The girl brings she goes, Here's the article I'm gonna publish. She goes, I'm gonna recommend that this year's Halloween costume for women is go naked. And <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah. like, What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? And they go, Yeah, we're gonna recommend they go naked. We might want that see that on college campus and you know, this is a part of our efforts to for feminism. Yeah, like this, this sounds like more like a tweet. Do you not have any other ar- article ideas? You know, I think they got their idea from Necro. When I die, bury me between a pair of tits. <laughs> you remember that one? So, and what? So would you, would you have to sit down the whole time? Yeah. Were you on an electric scooter? Where you're just like... No, you're, you're just, out there. You're putting it out there. Your tits are out at the bar. This is the recommendation. And you're carrying around And you're carrying around an acoustic guitar. That's So it's like a pretty expensive costume. I'd say that's optional at this point. <laughs> it's a pretty expensive costume. <laughs> it's like the, all the really like... So it's like cowboy boots, cowboy hat acoustic guitar that's like a 500 dollars cost and this is a recommendation non-ironically to recreate casey most grubs performance is all you need is cowboy boots cowboy boots a guitar which is optional and they said the attitude of a scorn lover maybe some spf if you're going to be out in the sun so that's that's the recommendation yeah. i love how they go it's optional for the guitar <laughs> Well, basically, girls at Halloween have always sort of been like, you know, let me do a slutty character of any, obviously, right? Right. So it's like, why not cut to the chase? Just be naked. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Why don't you say I'll go as Eve? Yo, Harry Clitz. Them skits that shit. Oh, Fargo. (laughs) Do you you not remember Necro? No. So Necro was this rapper that he was kind of like, he had all these songs about... Uh, like pretty funny songs like Dead Body Disposal, Tell Me What to Do After Your Foes Are Killed. And then he would go right all through how to dispose of a body with really funny stuff. And he'd be like, you know, put the bag in trash, the trash bag. And he's like, uh, and even a nosy bitch wouldn't and open it up and make no sense. <laughs> he has like all these. Okay. But what, he's, then he did this album called The Sexorcist and all of his raps were about being like a, you know, uh, orgies and stuff like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> with the lines that me and my buddies used to always say. We go, Harry Clitz. That's just some scary shit. <laughs> when I die, bury me between a pair of tits. <laughs> That's probably one of the best rap lyrics ever written. And you time you 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 like hook up with a girl that was like, hey, you come back, you the boys knew you go. Let me just say this. That's just some scary shit. <laughs> How point. you know I was ashamed? All I can say is when I die, bury me between a pair of tits. <laughs> That's just some scary shit. When Let's I die, see. bury me between a pair of tits. <laughs> white guy he might have to be a white guy. yeah he was a white guy only a white guy was talking about just murdering like and like actual proper <laughs> body disposal yeah well it was kind of like that that song that Com- was like the was rules like of being a drug dealer or whatever yeah, 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 remember yeah. that one uh like uh biggie like the uh, 10 crack commandments it was like that a oh, little yeah. bit but he was he would do it songs like that that was very like in detail but it was always really funny but the, the sexist era of necro is so <laughs> funny he's <laughs> It was like at, at nine out of ten lines are about his dick being too big. And then, <laughs> did he have? Did he wear makeup? Like, did he had a costume? No, no, no. He was like looked like Fat Joe sorta. Oh, okay. I was picturing a picture Fat Joe sorta sort of situation. Juggle, and he would do juggle. videos. Like he was one of the original guys to do the videos where it wouldn't be released on YouTube and the girls would actually be naked and all that sort of stuff. Oh. So finally, this is caught up. Nice. And girls- by the way, this is such. I just can't get over how chick of a th- idea this is. To say, like, for Halloween, <laughs> spend all this money, be naked. Yeah. Got, here's here's the guy version of this article. It goes, hey, here's a hot Halloween tip. Dick out. No, it's fucking buy a tracksuit. You're one of the guys from Squid Game. $12. <laughs> You're just saying it's crappy. 
No, it's a better costume. And yeah, like, no, that's your point. And it's not spending yeah. you fucking... You're not breaking the bank, and you're not walking around naked like a psycho. I'm uh, See... Danny would wouldn't be disagreeing with the China censors because I'm all for the naked costume. Yeah, until there's a fucking bunch of gross chicks, and then you're like, "Can we get them a fucking tarp?" No fat chicks, no gay shit. Keep them cold, Danny. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you've been listening. Well, I imagine the, the, cu- the cut doesn't abide by the no fat chicks, no gay shit. <laughs> keep them cold. They, that's the thing, though. They're accidentally <laughs> for the boys. Accidentally for the boys. Uh, so in Canada, one of my favorite, we used to, a big joke was staying to any girl. So people in America might not know this, but there was a, a celebrity singer. Her name was Rita McNeil. <laughs> He's already making Danny chuckle because he knows. <laughs> she was like really the butt of jokes she in was, my childhood. She was the fat, this really fat singer, and she was the butt of all jokes. Rita yeah. Big, Rita Big, uh, McNeil, everyone used to say, eat a big meal. Oh, yeah. It went on and on and on, right? Remember we used to know uh, there was an old comic that was like a fucking uh, old like road dog from Canada. I remember the first comedy show I ever went to, he goes, you know, uh, Canadian entertainers, we don't make that much money. We're lucky if we got three square meals a day. I don't know how Rita McNeil got so big. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hot topic to Rita McNeil, so we used to always go to girls and be like, uh, oh, uh, you're dressed up as a Rita McNeil in a fairy suit? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, a Rita McNeil dressed up like a princess. Got it. Yeah, yeah. You always accuse them of their costume being Rita McNeil dressed up in the costume. <laughs> Another thing, this is my boy Dan from university, we used to always go, uh, the way to get a free meal is you walk up to any girl while she's eating at a restaurant and you go, oh, Eating for two tonight, are we? <laughs> and then she cries, and then you eat the rest of her meal. Plus, it tastes a little better because she seasoned it with her sadness. She seasoned it with her sadness. So you always accuse girls of eating for two, mm-hmm. and then when they go, <laughs> and then you finish their meal for them. Yeah, that's a good, good little life hack. Uh, they're getting a little less for the boys with their last comic. They say, bonus points if you shave your eyebrows, wear a wedding dress, and or run alongside a very fast horse. So this is another... Back to Forrest Gump. They're back to Forrest Gump. Yeah, they're off fucking SNL. Yeah, don't shave your eyebrows, though. Remember when that was like the hot style for girls? Uh, No. You don't... This was a big thing, especially where I came from. There were plenty of girls, they shave their eyebrows... And then they draw on oh, draw the eyebrows. The, oh, the draw. I thought you were saying shaving. Which is just shaving so and insane. Not, yeah, yeah, that's the one of my... It's one of the worst styles If of I ever time. see you do that, I just assume you have a crippling methamphetamine addiction. It's a, But it was... I, I would say there would be 10% of girls in my high school were really? doing that shit. It was a hot style. Well, it's a little urban. It was more like an old... Yeah, I, yeah maybe. I don't know. I, do, I, I, I don't, don't know, know if you know this, but I got caught up in it and I started doing that with my pubes. You drew them back on? Yeah, <laughs> I drew them back on curlier. What color? <laughs> I, drew, I drew a bigger bush. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, fucking jet black. <laughs> just just a really... Oh, I, I like to look just like a... Really a I like to look like an old man whose hair went gray and he dyes it just shoe polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like where you go, that's a bad dye job. So this is what they said. Should you prefer your Halloween costumes to have a more clothes and communism? So if you want a little more communism, they recommend doing Grimes reading the Communist Manifesto. So mm-hmm. that's that's their Halloween costumes is holding a Communist Manifesto or nude. Totally naked. <laughs> and the next article from Cut is going to be like, this Halloween had the worst amount of sexual assaults. <laughs> yeah. wonder why that is. Uh, the next uh, thing is like we sort of made a mistake there telling every girl to show up fucking tits out yeah, naked totally naked and high 
alcohol environments. There'd be a lot of chicks who were getting the fucking honky talk man treatment though. That fucking guitar pulled away from them and just smashed over their backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to take a quick second here to shout out to the sponsor. First sponsor of this episode, Raycon Headphones. Now, I wore these all weekend where I was having the worst experience of my life on United Airlines. And it was it was a beacon of light in the, in the monstrosity that was my airport. <laughs> because... Uh, they last for a long time. I didn't even have to charge them the whole trip. So you can't always control the vibes, but you can control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. So whether you're cranking Necro, dead by your disposal, I'll tell you what to do after your foes are killed. With the hairy clit. Hairy clit. Whether you use them to pump it up, wind down, work or work out, Raycons are my go-to for on-the-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound now better than ever with improved rubber, oil, look and feel. Um, again, it is a nice nice feel in the ear. It was comfortable all week. A lot of headphones will start to make your ears hurt after you got them in for you know five hours or so. And optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start the listening. You'll get three new sound profiles and make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. There's three modes, the pure mode that's for podcasting, blues, instrumental. So they have different modes, balance mode, bass mode, and there's a new awareness mode when you need to listen to surround sound. So depending on what you're listening to and whether or not you need to hear the outside noise, there's a bunch of different modes. Um, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take your calls on your earbuds at the press of a button, which is a huge function. They started half the price of other premio audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So if you do want to try it and you're not certain, call right now. Listeners at the Boys Cast will get 15% off the Raycon order, and they're already cheap, so this is a good deal. Buy Raycon at Raycon.com slash BoysCast. That's Raycon.com slash BoysCast. Now, I want to do this quick uh, video. And then you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd... Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was... Uh... <laughs> Which, by the way, everybody was like, like, it's obviously a really funny thing. But I guess, like, because I watched it. I was at, like, a like a fucking bar or whatever. And then I saw it was, like, on Twitter. And then I wa- I couldn't quite hear it. And I go, like, what? I don't get what they're saying. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. Because let's go, Brandon was trending. You thought it was that. And I kind of thought. And then You're I go, like the press. And, and, no, no, no. And then I listened to it again. I, I, I'm curious if she was, like, really quick on her feet or just her brain just ter- told her that that was Let's Go Brandon? Like, and she just didn't, like, hear Fuck Joe Biden and just was like, Let's Go Brandon? Yeah. It's funny because he's kind of, like, you can tell he can hear him as it's Fuck Joe Biden and because they're asking. He's, he's like, not um, an idiot. He's like, I, uh, the line, um, yeah, the line changing in the... The chant it is so funny that anywhere, you know, the, the for years it was the fuck Trump, John, now it's the Trump. But can you imagine like the opposite where it's like, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. And someone comes up, they're like, they're here and they're all chanting, uh, good luck, Chuck. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck, Chuck. but it's just so funny. Like, I don't know if that's an honest mistake, but if it's not, it's, it's like, weird because people have no shame has like delays for this exact reason because there's many other sports things where it mostly is goes to the refs 
But like, you know, you go to like a f- Eagles game or like Philly or, you know, notoriously like raucous crowds and they'll be like, fuck the refs. And yeah. like, you know, that can't be on NBC. So they have like a way of just kind of silencing. It happens all the time. Like, dude, if you ever watch the NBA, like you'll just be listening and then it just goes silent for a second. And that's and why. Because some player just goes, get the fuck off of me. And they just bleep it. And then. They just and they on. have the five second button or whatever. Exactly, they have the five second button. So it was weird that NBC like they just let it go. Yeah, it's like they almost were I that guess, stupid. Like just yeah, I guess. Or someone in the fucking because you know maybe the NASCAR crew because obviously NASCAR is pretty fucking conservative. Maybe the crew who works the NASCAR is kind of like also. Let's get it out there. They go, go like someone goes, "Hey, let me hit," and it goes. Uh. <laughs> not so fast. Let's go. It's not, not so fast. Let's, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah it's, let's go, Brandon. Uh, Let's just let's let this go for a bit. So I was going through uh, every once in a while, like I go through these uh, the Reddits that have the the first person story accounts, but the polyamory ones are like so funny, right? Insane. So basically, they're because it's very it kind of is the fa- the point that these groups exist is all like girls. Kind of what I always say, where people that trying to do pirate lifestyles, but they can't. Mm-hmm. So they're tr- they're really just like. You're doing this like wacky lifestyle and there's obviously a trade-off. Like if you're going to be the guy that, you know, is in that world and you got like five girlfriends and all this stuff, it's like the trade-off is, you know, you're going to have all your time taken up. You better, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You're going to, the management perspective and all of it, you're probably not. That's like Dan Bilzerian was just talking when he had like, I almost rolled my eyes and goes, yeah, I had 50. He goes, I had 50 girlfriends (laughs) at once. And you go, okay. And he goes, yeah, it's like, they just, it's all the, it's like. So basically what we say, it's just on a worse scale where he's like, he's like, yeah, it's just all the talking and man, it's like, but you've been, all the, you've been single and having like all the admin. 10 girl chicks on the roster or some yeah. shit over time. It's a lot of fucking work. Well, it eventually becomes a time where you're just kind of like, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, for I'm sure. not doing anything else. This is my whole life. Yeah. But with him, it is his whole life yes. because that's his that's whole, his, and his brand. And his all job that. is that. So yeah. he actually, you rolled his job into that. Mm-hmm. I do find it funny when you get the females because it's like, sorry, females for calling you females. I know you don't like that. But um, the woman's perspective, because women's like, oh, well, guys do this. I'm going to fucking wheel 10 guys. And, you know, like they're just like, (laughs) they go, I'm going to do this too. And then it all pretty much from what I read in the subreddit and what I know about being poly, it always just comes back to the end of the day where you're like, yeah, these guys aren't poly. They're all lying to you. <laughs> they go, you go, I'm poly. You go, oh, so am I. Let's fuck. Well, yeah, most guys, a lot of the guys <laughs> in this world, it's like they just want to have their girlfriend and then be able to like smash other chicks yeah. on the side. And this is a good way to do it. Like guys go, yeah, I'm poly. Me too. Let's, they, look, let's look, at oldest- us. look at us, a couple poly people, huh? <laughs> or you don't want to have a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've like, the truth is every guy that was like in his 20s on the scene like that is kind of like you how many every person that's kind of like dating a lot of people has said to some girl or another like I just don't know if I'm the guy that could be with one girl. Where, you know, baby, <laughs> humans are meant for that yeah. shit. Dude, we're fucking polyamorous creatures by nature. And, you know, you just start talking and you the bullshit's just spewing <laughs> out of your mouth. And eventually the girl's like whatever yeah. like I, obviously this is i'm i'm my bullshit detectors are going off but at the end of the day you've said no to what i've asked right <laughs> it's like hey i was thinking that we should be together you go i you know we're all just creatures out in the wild <laughs> just animals <laughs> just down to the core we're just <laughs> we're just 
primates and we just <laughs> I've been <laughs> like in my fucking twenties talking to some chick in my bed, you know, I just and you use this tone, you're I don't you know, it's one of those things. And just I've been able to be present enough to look at myself and go, What the fuck bullshit? <laughs> Are you up to? But the best is like women. <laughs> you know, I'm just like tor- I tell girls I'm tortured. I don't know if yeah, I man. honestly I just can't even bring you into my world because I'm <laughs> such a mess. <laughs> He's like I'm not. I can't do that to you. <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, huh? Just a fucking. But it's it is funny with this poly stuff because it's clear like. So, like, women were obviously sexually repressed. Like, they were in com- relative to men. Then they were like, okay, here, you're free to whatever. And they were like, oh, see, oh, guys, like, they're calling us sluts or whatever. And then they just wanted to put this, like, term on it. They go like, oh, you know, guys fuck around all the time. We don't call them sluts. And then we're like, so what's our thing? And you go, oh, we're poly. And now they're trying to bring it back to be, like, to guys being like, hey, I'm looking for poly guys. You're like, there's no poly guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were the well, guys. Guy- they were the dogs you were calling them fucking 30 years ago. Yeah. Then you called yourself poly to not feel bad about being a slut and now you're calling them Polly. That is exactly. And they're right. like, we're not Polly. We're fucking, what are you talking about? Every dude is Polly enough as he can get away with yes, it. exactly. And the the thing, the trade-off for this is like, you know, there's guys that you have a couple chicks or whatever, or you dating some girl that you gotta pay for everything and she, you know, maybe she lets you screw around every now and then, whatever the deal you get. This, the opportunity cost is you need to operate in this whole like world yeah. of, and you need to have these rules and you're kind of in Cosplaying this. Cosplaying. Yeah, and yeah. And then also it's like your girl's like living her version of it where it's like they have some other guy that wants to maybe move it into your like what just all the nonsense that comes around with this right yeah so there's always like a sacrifice and trade-off to whatever deal you want to get but these girls they're sort of like entering this world like kind of like hey i'm wondering this thing's not working out that good and you're like yeah yeah no this thing's a mess but (laughs) for dudes they're like a lot of dudes it's like i'm willing think about how many guys go through blow through so much money um so much time to like smash a nice piece of pussy. <laughs> yeah, so and so the girls are kind of like, this thing's a whole mess. And the guys are like tired, exhausted. It's like, yeah, I got to hit it though. <laughs> so for some guys, yeah, yeah go, he's like, oh, I have to pretend it's worth this trade off. Yeah, I had to be a whole new life. I had to wear a weird hat. <laughs> <laughs> I started wearing a weird hat. It's mostly with polyamory. I'm at the men. bar, you know, arguing about fucking polyness to girls. A, it's like I had to get a tongue stud. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> she made me get a tongue stud <laughs> yeah you know but for some guys that's worth it to be able to smash out of their chicks yeah <laughs> but so it's just funny these girls <laughs> posting their problems their relationship problems but the poly relationship problems are so funny and this person said why do polyam guys have a hard time admitting that sometimes they are maxed out of their capacity and promise more that would make sense? It feels like I'm being strung along. So she's not yeah, because he's stringing you along. <laughs> but it's so funny. Like she's she's talking to some guy. She's like, I want to smash, you know, and maybe we'll go for uh, dinners and stuff. And she's like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I have nine other girlfriends. <laughs> In Tim Blazarian cases, your girlfriend number fifty one being like, you're gonna take me on trips, right? And for him, he's like. Yeah, sometimes the whole squad goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the whole squad. But he's just like, you know, we're poly. You know what the poly life's like. It's tough. It's yeah, tough I'm me. around. Yeah, he goes, I'm around. I'm poly. You're poly. We're poly. It's he does tough. do it right, though, because he goes, if you are going to do it, and it's like he does a trip with all 50 of them at once. Right. Because, you know, how many times have you been with it? You're a chicken's like, her friend goes on a trip with a guy, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, why don't you go on a trip? Can you imagine trying to, like, if you wanted to do, imagine you have seven girlfriends and then you go on a trip with two of them. 
Or no, you go on sorry, two trips with one of them. Yeah. The uh, other girlfriends are like, two trips for her. And none? Not, and not a single trip. So you go, okay, well, I'll have to do two for you now. Oh. And the third girl's like, I mean, you're a fucking idiot. If you're that the guy. the only girlfriend that doesn't get a trip? If you're that guy, you're a fucking idiot. So, yeah, she's she's like me. You're that guy, you rent a yurt, a reasonably priced yurt that fits all What's of you. It's a yurt. It's like those big tents. Oh. Our buddy Graham has one. That's the it's only that way to do it Graham is you have them all in a compound. Yeah, compound. And it's like, hey, you don't give me enough time. It's like, what do you mean? We had dinner together yesterday. It's like, well, alone time. It's like, that's going to be fucking tough. <laughs> You know, we're poly. It's tough lifestyle for everybody. So she's mad when she wants people to add her as her like 45th girlfriend. And she's like, when we first met and smashed, he told me he was going to have plenty of time. And then turns out like with his job and seven other girlfriends, <laughs> two of which he lives with, like he's not even able to do a weekend away with me. Hmm. And you go, it sounds to me like what you want is a boyfriend. Yes. Again, <laughs> that's what it all comes back to. It's like they're trying to just sow their wild oats or whatever. But they but, also want all the other stuff. Yeah, they want their cake and eat it too. And then they go, oh, I don't I don't like this. Also, they want to, you know, it's kind of this thing where it's like, you know, normally they have all this like BS that they want from a guy, right? And I guess they're if they're poly, they're like, well, I can sort of spread my BS to like a lot of different guys, right? Maybe I kind of nag this guy a bit, <laughs> get this, make force this guy to come to some event with me. Some but it turns out going. that every guy in that scene kind of just has their main girl. They do all that stuff with the other girls. It's like, listen, I want to have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, there's we know a lot of various people from different kind of walks of life. There's a reason why, and people who listen to this do too, there's a reason why you don't know poly people, really. You know the odd one. It's like a novelty or whatever. It's because fucking on paper, like maybe it seems cool, Unless but that's your whole practice. world, right? Sure. We know, if you we make know the your... one guy who was like his whole thing. Exactly. But if you make it your whole world, then you don't have to do all this groundwork as much. So let's say the only people around you are poly, blah, blah. The only people, because then they're like isolated almost. Mm -hmm. And then your girl's like, what about this and this and this? And you're kind of like, look around. That's what it is. That's what we all do. Are you not poly? Wait. <laughs> Wait. You kind of are you not Polly? So you sort of get to put them in this thing, right? Yeah. But she said so. Context. I've understood that while I remain solo polygam, I have a dream of finding partners who are actually physically and emotionally available. Partners interested in sharing time with me and taking trips and spending the weekend together. Uh, well, what it sounds like you want a boyfriend. Yes. She wants someone that's emotionally available. But it's like. Girls need a person, you know, for the most part, want more emotional availability than this. So most guys that have their main guy, main girl, are already topped out. Yeah. They're oh, topped out before they've even time. started talking big time. to girl number three. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you're, you're with the, you have your main girl, right? You're doing all this stuff with, and then you go on, like, a fun vacation. You do manage to go on, like, a night away with this other chick. Like, you go on a fucking one-nighter trip, take her to a hotel, and she wants that night she to wants, be like... Yeah, she goes, but I want the weekend too. And you go, honey, honey, listen. And she wants all the emotional availability oh. though. She's like, okay, let's talk about our feelings. You're like, this is... I, I could do that back at the ball also, of chain. the thing too is, I guess if you're in the poly lifestyle, is I think the type of guys who are like, not like I fuck a lot, I'm poly, kind of it's expected. Those guys are the super like emotional. They might have to do all that stuff. Yeah, again, so if you're lying, yeah. if you're lying about being that guy, oh... That's going to be tough. That's extra tough. If you're saying you're poly when you just want to fuck a lot. And then you, and you, then you go, oh, but there's all this emotional stuff I have to do. It's a license to be tired out. Oh, big time. You <laughs> are going to be a tuckered out little guy. <laughs> you think you want to be Tucker Max? You end up being tuckered out. <laughs>
that's good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I speak up about it saying, hey, it seems like you have a lot on your plate. I'm looking for someone more available. Why don't we slow down, grow a friendship, and then when th- things feel more level and open, uh, but go slow. Is this reasonable? I think so. And she goes, it's not an issue of doing better. It's just an issue of being honest with oneself and the capacity. It's like, he goes, some of my partners already have hectic career and kids. So, you know, why would they tell me that they're going to have time for me? It's like, uh, why would a man (laughs) lie to me? Why? Uh, Why have men historically lied to women? If Uh, only there was this... Uh, I'm having trouble with it too. Mm. I don't know. You know what? Let's put a pin in that. Maybe we'll circle back. <laughs> That's the thing. We'll put a, put we'll a, put pin, a pin in it in and circle back. I can't figure it out. We'll have to put a pin in that one because <laughs> I, I, nothing's coming to mind no, for me. No. But she, she goes, I'm here and he's saying that he wants to do this thing with me, yet he does a life. <laughs> he has a family, a hectic job, but he still wants to have sex with me, but he's not going to have time. To do all this other stuff that I'm asking of him. And why would he lie about doing the other stuff? I saw in his phone that my name is Mike. <laughs> yeah. I don't, something's not adding up here. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So the girls, they're basically all of their, all of their like poly questions are just straight up like, I can't find a boyfriend. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> so this is, we've kind of discussed this like a little bit with other stuff, but I think the issue here is that she first made her identity that she was Polly, and now she's being forced to fit the rest of her life around her identity. That's correct. Right? So she's like- she's The identity's like, huge. This is the problem is you go, because I guess, you know, we've, we talk where chicks like, oh, I don't know what my identity is. And then they decide, they go, I'm Polly. And now they have to fit all this stuff around this. Where if you just lose that bullshit, just say, I'm listening, like, whatever, who cares about my identity? Just live your life. Yeah. You wouldn't have any of these problems. But because you're so dead set on being a poly person, you have all these problems now. I think that relates to even what we were talking about earlier. It's like one of the big problems with the 25 to 30 era for everyone. Ident- yes. Is that is true too. You like, you create so much identity in your you know high school and college and then some of that identity that you've attached to yourself doesn't serve you as you get older so you're also struggling with so that person that i said i was and all these like things that i think i am like even let's say you were like you know i'm the you know how, how many girls struggle with like in their 20s in college their whole thing is like my whole life is i think i'm like helping people or whatever right and then you may be in some career where this like identity isn't really gelling with yeah, you start working for like a fucking like health insurance company and you go oh all i do is fuck people all day long huh yeah That's or weird. whatever right yeah. so i think there's so much of that too where your your identity you you created in a time when it was benefiting you like being that person at college even being like the fucking crazy party guy or something at college it was like benefiting you yeah and then or even for me, potentially and then it becomes, like being and, the I get in trouble guy. Right. And then you're like, oh, now I'm a fucking drug addict that I can't control it because I was trying to keep up this like I, cool identity as the party guy. And shedding I, identities that you've attached yourself to are so difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. I mean, especially the ones that become negative that you kind of have like anchored yourself to. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Well, I, the, the best way to describe this scenario in... Uh, the simplest terms if I was to offer advice is just it's probably going to be tough to get the full girlfriend experience from someone who has nine other wives. 
Yeah. <laughs> know what it is? You know how the guys go to Rub and Tug and they want the girlfriend experience? She wants polyamory. She wants the boyfriend, boyfriend experience. experience. <laughs> She's having- Which is like, you think would be easy to get in any sort of... I mean, I, the women who this would pertain to don't listen to this podcast, but like, stop making your sexuality your identity. That's a good point. It's like, that's not like, that's a part of your identity. But maybe. you have to, it's I think a little bit. Identity. If you're going to be like, I have I guess three if, girlfriends yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's but a- the problem that I say with all these people, it's like, this is the thing that I've been saying forever. It's like when I, we, we were, when I was in my twenties, I was like, you know, tried to be mostly single. And it was kind of this idea of like, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of usually had like a main girl I talked to mostly and then some other ones. And you'd be like, it's like when these people are like, I have nine girlfriends. It's like, it just sounds like you have zero girlfriends and one girl that's like the main girl you're sort of dating. Yeah, exactly. You're fucking dealing with. And then, and then it say. gets, <laughs> yeah. And then it gets, you fly, you know, you get little, like it's kind of gets on there and you go, oh, they go, what's this? And you go, all right, time to fucking promote one from the Basically, farm team. Eventually one has to, you caught one and you promote one. And <laughs> because you, they get, they had enough. And then they get yeah. You literally you, you bring one up to toxic the- boys unite. There's this page <laughs> called Hoodville that fucking yeah. You told me, dude. It's all like yeah. You, just you know, bring after, one up to the it's show. all like when that when your fucking girl finally had enough of you, and then five five days later you send her that text like, hey, I was just thinking of you. You know what? You don't have to respond to this, but tell your mama I miss her. And it's all like <laughs> he always goes hashtag toxic boys unite. It's all like it's straight up like how to be a fuck boy page. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, but really, just you know, it's just like the guy lying in bed like texting the 45 girls telling them he loves him but Woodville's <laughs> fucking hilarious you cut the player in a sports analogy you cut the player with the big contract that's not performing and then you fucking <laughs> that's so funny you call one that's up so you call one up you're hungry hu- you call one up call up one of the hungry minor leaguers but then on the, the show end, and, and then, then I you think, fucking you replenish and the then eventually league. you get to the point where you go listen I don't want to run a baseball franchise exactly, anymore. Exactly. You know what? I don't want the part-time job of running a baseball franchise. You have to deal with all exactly. the, you know, you have to deal with all the emotions of the players. You kind of take off and you go, you know what? I'll just be one player's agent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be more of, I'm going to transition to the agency side of this. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And then eventually you get tired of running a farm team. Yeah. <laughs> you go, this farm team's like, all of the players are calling me nonstop with their problems. You know what I mean? Eventually, yeah. you just go. You know what? I'm just gonna be LeBron's agent. Maybe I'll get into coaching. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the other one that was making me laugh even more. I goes, I'm in. It's the same thing, but it's, this one's shorter. Whatever. He goes, I'm in my first poly relationship. My partner of one and a half years has always been amazing and comforting. Recently, she got a new partner, and since they came in her life, the partner has been completely different. I almost get no attention, and she goes, "Yeah, because the first part of a relationship's funner. Yeah, she's having more fun with that other person. Who's and as in they as a non-binary. I th- I couldn't figure it out because it didn't say whether they're a guy or a girl. I think purposely these communities are very like infiltrated, inundated with this stuff. They don't even, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I think that this is a dude. Okay. This is a dude, but he's just using the word like partner. He's and just, all the he's just, yeah, and just stuff all like that, okay. right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, a girl being, it's like, or a dude kind of uh, <laughs> in the polyamory community, or it's two lesbians. We don't know. But just way. to be in a relationship, and then uh, then you go, yeah, yeah, we've been together for two years. And then they have this new one, and they've been hanging out more. And all of a sudden, they want to have me sex with me less. And it's like, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> like, legitimately. I don't know. So, I got this, uh, I'm dating someone, and we're poly, and then when we first had sex, when we first dated, we were having sex all the time, and it was like super fun. Anyways, just two years later, and then there was someone else, I mean, they're 
having sex all the time. Yeah, it's just like fun we used thing. To. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> it's almost how it. It's almost like they're doing the thing with this new person, kind of like when we first started dating. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? All these things are just them like understanding basics. It's like they're just f- children. It's like What's you're, up with that? you're like you just you don't know any normal people who could just explain this to you. What's up with that? What's up with that? It feels like they've ruined everything we have been through. It feels uh, like a competition, and they're doing things to spite me. It's almost like no, oh, this is the best part. I got my girlfriend flowers while I was on vacation, and less than a week later, he got her flowers oh, on he, the same oh, day. So it, so is, it is, yeah, yeah, it is a guy. So this guy's this guy, or, or it's a guy when he got her flowers. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't always, not always a guy. Just <laughs> yeah. a guy with the flowers because that's a. So basically, they're <laughs> uh, they're showing up. You come home and there's flowers on the table, and you leave and you get her bigger flowers. The guy gets her bigger flowers, and then you come home with chocolates. He comes home with bigger chocolates, yeah, yeah, and then you just hear like literally like you just hear beep beep beep. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. what the fuck is that? Is that like, girlfriend I- coming home? <laughs> <laughs> dump truck full of fla- dump truck full of flowers and yeah. go how's that <laughs> top that fucker <laughs> I love it's two hosers <laughs> just like but, the, but it's like the guy in them really starts coming out with like the really like competitiveness it's something about Mary yeah exactly dude this person's life is something about Mary <laughs> top that fucker <laughs> you come home hey guys He's got her a singing telegram, and yeah, you have to show up. Wait, we're not getting played, are we? There's not going to be some thing that's like, yeah, and then I got my ball stuck in a zipper. Like, ah, <laughs> fucking with us. I got your tickets to the Mets. <laughs> well, guess what? I got your tickets to the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> I got your tickets to the Yankees while they're playing in California, <laughs> and then we're taking a trip. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Can you imagine you coming home and there's a big flowers on the table that your girlfriend's other boyfriend got her? And you go, uh, I'll be right back. I left something in the car, honey. Also, it's so much easier to be the other man where you go, the guy, the poly guy that doesn't have a main one that he's just out there fucking all the other uh, main ones. Just buying from the other man. It's so much easier to be the other man. You have no responsibilities. You just... It's like it's just like a perpetual child. You just go around like fucking other totally. people's girlfriends, and all you're doing is just like pulling. You're just grabbing fucking flowers from the cemetery on your way from place <laughs> to place. You're not even buying them because you're fucking too busy fucking. You don't have time yeah. to work. And the gifts come seem so much better when they come from someone uh, new too. It's like you imagine when you first start. It's like you take your chick to a fancy dinner or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you." Nowadays, you take your chick to a fancy dinner, and she's like. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> or, or it's not even that. It's just kind of like, yeah, duh, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. That's yeah. what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get a thank you, but it's not, it's not like any more of a thing. No. No, no, no. It's a, yeah, it's... These these relationships, again... Love it. Nightmare. Nightmare it is, scenario. Isn't it funny? Because all their problems are just like... Unless you're that dude. But all these problems, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why people don't do this. <laughs> you're, you're yeah, like, that's why you don't know anybody who successfully has this. Yeah. And again... If they are, they're not complaining about it because they're like, if you went and you go, doesn't it get competitive? Yeah, no shit. It sucks, but I'm fucking that. But also, just smash this one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they go, you go, isn't that a nightmare? They go, yeah, it's it's obviously a nightmare, but check out these titties. I yeah, and like, if look, (laughs) if you're if you have one of your friends who is doing this successfully, you're going to know. He is going to let you know that he has this sick deal. 
that's working out great for him, at least in his mind. Even if it, you go, oh, that's not for me. If he thinks it's working out great, he's going to let you know. Oh, you're going to know. Yeah. You're going to know. Then he goes, look at all this fucking smashing. I have a body who's uh, like an old, uh, like, <laughs> he is like a weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's really into this stuff. But he's, but he is, he's living the lifestyle. Like, he does all this stuff and goes to the conventions. And, like, he, he is... He doesn't work that much. And this is like his whole social life, the way that you'd be into like video games. Right. Like his his life's built around this, not vice versa. Yeah. Like his whole life's built around, like you said, the identity component. Yeah. Because I remember we know the one guy, I'm not going to say his name or whatever, but his thing, you'd be like, yeah, it's fucking sick. And then he'd be like, check out this one. And you'd be yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, don't show me that ever again. <laughs> like, what am I even looking at? <laughs> That's a girl. Goes, yeah, sick, yeah, sick, sick right? right? It's like, smash that. I go, oh, oh god, Jesus. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh shit. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna take a second here to talk about Bull and Branch, and we've been telling you about it. You know. As Jordan Peterson once said, he goes, make your bed, make your bed, and have good sheets on your bed. That was actually the 13th rule. They cut it out, but the 13th rule was have a fucking nice piece of sheetery. Absolutely. Which is bowl and branch. I have them, and I love them. It's uh, the the feels good, the looks good, and it feels, it comes across, it's like a premium feeling sheet. Yeah. You'll high feel the difference. Count. You'll high thread count. You'll feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. We all have uncompromising standards in other parts of our lives. You know, staying in shape, trying to have, be good at work. So why skip out on the quality where we spend a third of our lives sleeping? In Danny's case, with a man. <laughs> I'm poly. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just the poly arrangement that I have. Uh, yeah, it's just the poly arrangement. Hey, when you're poly, that's sometimes you have to fuck a guy. So I love them. Soft sheet, luxurious look. You feel like a movie star when people come over. They don't go, Ugh. They go, Ugh. Mr. Bean style. They go, oh. Oh. Yeah, they, they, everyone gives you a Mr. Bean grunt when they see your sheets. <laughs> oh. Experiencing uncom- experience uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic organic cotton signature hem sheets crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing and packaging. Give your bed the White House treatment because three other presidents have fallen in love with these sheets. Bowen Branch is dedicated to quality at every step. And there's no middleman between you and Bowen Branch, so you get luxury quality for the fairest price. Created from the desire to create something better than anything else out there. So, to experience an entirely new standard of comfort, we've been telling you, visit bowlandbranch.com, get 15% off your first set of sheets with the promo code BOYSCAST. That's bowlandbranch.com, promo code BOYSCAST. Now, I feel like we had to address this article because it's been going viral in the comedy community. Mm -hmm. But so a big article came out and the, the purpose of the article, it was saying, can the future of comedy be found in socialism? And this is the LA times. Danny says, yes, I'm not so sure. Of course it is. Socialism (laughs) cures everything. And before we get in the article, I'll just say the gist of what they kind of were saying was, 
<laughs> they're talking about you know this comedy co-op that like 30 people get together and they you know you see first off this is an improv thing yeah because improv notoriously fucks everybody over <laughs> yeah like improv notoriously is like really takes advantage of people yeah because they, they basically get people to work for these places and they pay them in training from the other people there you know what it's like it's like um tiger Just, king how you go work at the tiger thing and if you work for free and like someone gets their fucking arm ripped off but they're all just working for free this whole time just so they can get like upgraded to like a higher rung on like the tiger yeah you get your fake like th- this is what uh kurt said this too they go they're very good at uh paying people in things other than money yes so they're like these institutions that operate in the sense of like a school a lot of ways where it's like, yeah, you're getting ex- or like an apprenticeship, but these apprenticeships become these like lifelong journeys for people a lot of times. Exactly. Right? And, and the idea is you move your way up. So again, and 1% of you make it maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe <laughs> one. You can name five improvers off the top of your head. But you're, well, you're, I'm talking about all the people who do like sketch fucking... comedy, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it's the... lower than 1%. Or, or sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was being generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A tenth of 1%, maybe. Like, it's... Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of... And before I even got in this article, because it's this is that thing that sort of happens where a lot of times people are kind of just doing their thing. And because the media is so out of tune with everything, they come out and they make these like bold statements because it aligns with what they want to say. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's I, I don't want this to be a slight against the people just because like, dude, if you want to make your 25 people and have a co-op and do an improv club, that's fine. And Absolutely. maybe it'll do good. Maybe, you know, it's like. That's that's not really the the point here. The point is the media is like how they think about comedy and how everyone in that world thinks about comedy. It's like, first of all, oh, well, can I just give one yeah, at give least one. little pat on the back to the LA Times because they are super far left. Generally, at least they frame this as a question and not saying. The well, they don't. Of, they've they've uh, they've framed at least it as a question, the article. Like, they've also framed they go, it as like the but, question's been answered. Yeah, yeah they go here, but at least like they're not like. But yeah, it's all yeah, it's insane. So there's the, and they kind of go back and forth of whether talking about socialism in terms of like the payment structure and socialism in terms of like you know how comedy should operate in general, which is the funniest take ever of like <laughs> a bunch of people like socialize their funniness to financially. I, I, <laughs> you know, maybe I give you a little I, bit I, of I, your funniness. Maybe you're funnier tomorrow and I take a little <laughs> yeah, bit of your funniness. Yeah, maybe, uh, hey, you were a little uh, too funny. I didn't feel like you kind of gave me a little opportunity to be funny today. So yeah, if we kind of share the wealth. <laughs> which is probably the least, uh, it's the same as sports where it's the most art form where it's very difficult to socialize. Yeah, well, one, it's there's just not, such talent gaps. Yeah, and like it's you know, it's art. It's not sports. But so there's the, not, there's the no revenue for... created by those talent gaps can be the difference between like a hundred million dollars and five million. You know, yeah. And that's what they're always having this conversation about box offices and stuff, where they're like, "Why weren't these people paid equally?" It's like, well, the difference between names sometimes at the box office can be the difference between millions of dollars. Oh, easily. And so I, I don't know if like. The, just maybe because people don't know. So UCB, which is the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is yeah. like the famous. I don't know if they have them anymore. I don't know if COVID wiped them out. I think they're getting wiped out. They're trying to get bought out. They're trying stuff. to get bought out. But so like, because people don't really know this. So they were like the big improv thing. It was started by Amy Poehler, 
uh fuck i don't know the ball dude he's in stuff and two other people they were like became mainstream stars in like tv and stuff but then they were also making tons of money off like people don't know that like amy poehler is like a quarter owner of ucb and she was getting rich and they she was i mean they made a few people like she was able to make uh broad city and stuff totally they they definitely made a few people but like there was this point where everybody's like yeah so like you know you pay two hundred dollars for a class and then they put you like uh, they say, oh, that was really good. You you can do this like main stage show where we sell tickets, but we can't pay you because like our rents are so high. And like they would come up with every excuse in the book while like the owner was like on, you know, Parks and Rec, like right. huge star. Okay. You're, like, you're like, you're loaded outside of this. I didn't really know the story. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was fuck. I can't remember the other guy's name because he's also like a big, not super, not to her level famous, but you know him. And then, but they were like, they're just like, it was pretty fucking shady what they were doing. They kept just crying poverty being like, well, you know, our... Are, we're not doing that. They're standing well. there with their pockets out. Kind of, yeah. Being like, we don't, yeah, like we we don't have the money to pay you. And I will say the thing about the socialism too is like, comedy is generally a shitty business, and this is going to be shitty comedy. So you have to assume just making like adding socialism to this will make it an even shittier business, <laughs> right, right? Right? Like you're like you're not helping <laughs> the business element of this by adding socialism. But I get the idea of that they what they are thinking of doing. And one part of it is that the the things that they're providing. So let me just backtrack a little bit. So there's this thing where in every industry, where whenever feedback comes from internally and not externally, that's the number one thing that gets corrupt, right? Mm-hmm. So this idea of like socialism and socializing, you know, based on whatever different factors, they are already doing this in most. You know, there's already Comedy Central making choices based on things other than, you know, on what they would consider fairness. Yes. So this idea of like socializing entertainment is already currently happening, right? But the 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 mix of corruption always comes from any like when you say academia, the news, they're peer reviewed. So the most corrupt places any government that doesn't have to, you know, listen to a voting or any sort of public, it always comes, the most corrupt places are when there's the least external out for it. So in stand-up comedy, that's why one of the reasons it's good is because you have an audience. Mm-hmm. So that's always been like that, right? But the actual principle that they're talking about of like socializing where we all own an equal part of this, like a co-op, this has been done in a, that's called a band. That's called an improv troupe. Yeah. Like this isn't a new idea. You're going to run into the exact problems that every single one of them runs into. That's correct. They go, hey, we can't pay the rent this month. That's true. But the, the bigger problem that you run into is one person is now insanely famous. There's the, well, there's, you know, the movie, I don't know if I, I saw it. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, with uh, Michael Keegan Key or whatever, Key and Peele guy. Yeah, name? okay. And it's literally this is the movie. It's about a guy who's, Oh no, no, no. That was like oh, fuck it. Yeah, he's, he's like at an improv troupe, then he gets ah, on Ah, you know, the one uh, Mike Bibbly uh Mike Bigley. No, 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 no. This is no no. no. Yeah, maybe Burbigley is in it. Burbigley is but, but, but it's Key from Key and Peel. Yeah, but it's his movie. And he's the guy who basically he's like at the Yeah, it's exactly it is Burbigley. And he's this guy who's at this improv troupe. And then he gets on Saturday Night Live and like every, and it's all weird and everybody hates him and he's all rich now and you're like and but again he was the guy who's like carrying the fucking truth Correct. while he was like the you know huge new upcoming star in this small improv troupe. And that's what happens. You know, so there is maybe a small enough scale where that would work like for example a marriage 
or a family where you say, hey, listen, I'm making all the money, whatever. We'll still split it even, even. But the minute, even with a two-person duo, maybe a three, if you start to get to 25 people, let's say one person is now Jim Carrey, is he split, and he's made, make, one person's making the majority of the money, now they're splitting it 25 ways, they obviously just quit. Sure. <laughs> Not to, yeah, they quit and they go do their own thing. So anyone that's making any disproportional amount is going to quit. Yes. Also, Which imagine obviously. Imagine you're the guy who's like, oh, I'm so sick. Like, you know, I have agents coming after me, all this stuff. And then there's someone who's just like- <laughs> You have to tell your agent, like, by the way, I split my money with 25, 25 people. people. But also, like, then there's like the three people who are like on the lower bottom who shouldn't be doing- Like, the thing is with improv, it's like, we all know there's so many people who go, you have no business doing this. And a lot of all. them, and a lot of them, it's just a hobby. There's going to be one person that you know does as much work as they can, and the, their whole life is this. It's, yeah, and, and they have calling meetings, and that's all they think about. That's their whole Instagram is promoting. And then there's going to be another guy that like has a job, is going to college. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll show up and do the performances. This is a fun hobby for me. Yeah, and then and the thing is, is like, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe they write this, but how do you go about getting rid of somebody? If it's like a co-op, what do you go? Hey, man, you suck so badly. You bomb every time you're on stage. Like, how do you get rid of the bottom? How do you get rid of the bottom people? Because that's obviously like socialism is not about just fucking getting rid of the dead weight. That's it's all true. about keeping them on and supporting them. And you can't be like, but that's who you're left with. Yeah, that's well, that's who you're kind of, exactly. That's who you're left with. Like if you have this weird incentive structure, you know, one other thing that um, uh, that was kind of like striking. I, by the way, I yeah, really sorry. want this experiment to play out. Yeah, I and thought, I, well, you know what? Hopefully it works out and some yeah, of these guys get popular. It, it might work out for... I they guarantee might, someone. Their does. thing might do really well and someone might get very popular and... Uh, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, and, and then there'll be this awkward conversation to- where they have like the biggest movie in America and they just made $20 million and they get 25 phone calls being like, hey, so remember <laughs> that co-op we were in that you're still in technically because <laughs> yeah. we did a blood oath? <laughs> How do I, I go about getting that money? How do I go about getting that money? Click. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a capitalist now. Click. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? But there's, um, you know how there there is this, like, uh, kind of idea where people always talk about, like, uh, why are some people optimism and why are some people pessimists? And there's actually, you can sort of attach uh, incentives to it. Like, it's, for one, it's easier to be especially if you're less creative, it's easier to be a pessimist because it's easier to say why things won't get better than it is to imagine uh, scenarios where it would get better that don't exist yet, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to honestly be creative. And that's why like entrepreneurial people are more optimistic, right? And whereas when you see people in the news or people that are commentators, they're incentivized to be pessimistic. And a lot of people... And that pessimism does better in their line of work, too. It do, it also does. so Exactly, right? And then even in people's own lives, it's easier to go... You know, you go, dude, I don't have a job. I don't have this. Like, it's all of the potential things that you haven't thought of of how it could get better that's so much more difficult to imagine than how it might get worse i could get fired again i could get like cut off of this this person could kick me out of their house like yeah so it's so, so it's it takes um it takes more creativity to imagine why things are going to be better than it does to know why they're worse and in this specifically instead of if they're not liking the way things are going and instead of imagining you know a new way which is you know in my opinion decentralization you go they go we don't like the way that the things are going it's like well there's already uh, an option that's uh, 
that's tearing down the way the industries do things. Everyone's running their own personal little business. Like decentralization mm-hmm. is the problem to like a problematic systemized. If you don't like the way the mainstream is running it, there already is a solution. And that's like the decentralization yeah. of all and, these industries. And I will say this just like, because they're saying we got to start this thing or whatever, but like in Toronto in the eighties, the kids in the hall, just like they didn't have a fucking place. They just went into the Rivoli and they just did their show there. They just were like, you know, they didn't go. They in, like they didn't sign like a, a job. They didn't sign a lease. Exactly. They like it to be like a job. Like they didn't sign a lease. The kids in the hall. They just were like, we're gonna put on a show. We like doing sketch comedy. Yeah. And they're like, we're just gonna put on a show. Like you know, we know a million people do where there's no contractual obligation. Any week you should be like, all right, we're done with this. Yeah, we quit. We quit. We're not doing this anymore, and that's it. And then they just like got big because they were amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, th- there's the there's the present ways of doing it than that, and then there's these kind of like old ways, and they're just like, instead of being like, we don't like this, they go, remember that old thing that like got tried a million times? They're like, maybe that here, <laughs> because it's it's almost just like not a creative way of thinking of problems. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between like problem solving and just like you can't leave like an ideology. But again. This is not against any of those people. Like, there's probably, there probably is some super funny people in this fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's basically just in music saying, hey, we're going to create a 25 person band and we all own equally. And it's just like, okay. Arcade, whatever thing or whatever. <laughs> oh no, 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 no broken those, social scene. Those don't work. No, like broken that. social scene. That's yeah, but, the one where they have twenty five people. Yes, right? but they all have their own like different individual songwriting rights, and it's like they don't all make the same amount of money. No, I don't know, a hundred percent. And they don't like you know they'll be like oh uh, broken social scenes playing, and then everybody's like where's Feist, and she's like <laughs> yeah. she comes never. Okay, <laughs> you might see her once when fucking once a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the rest of the riffraff who is like not <laughs> fucking doing a wedding that weekend, and then. <laughs> But like everybody's like, yeah, there's a pecking order. One of you guys is a huge star, and then everybody's like, kind of. There's a few other big people. There's a few other. The Feist is the one. Yeah, she was the biggest. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, she was the big Apple commercial. Oh, she's she's got lots of fucking. So they said, more than a year and a half into the pandemic, we've come to to expect the unexpected. Perhaps the socialist revolution can start an improv comedy. So probably won't, but I'm gonna say eighty percent chance it does. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. It's and it's speaking to the the it's speaking to the charged political moment of social reckoning when institutions at large and small are being reevaluated on their diversity, equity, and workplace harassment policies. So yeah, four years ago. Well, that was <laughs> what you're kind of saying is my second point. So the first point is that you know obviously when someone's Jim Carrey, we're gonna it's gonna be difficult, right? But the bigger point is there these these kind of solutions is what the industry is already doing. Right. So it's kind of like, Hey, what about more of like a socialized thing? So if they're saying like, Hey, we're this, they're kind of, you sort of present yourself as like, I have this conversation always with comedians, even, you know, because we're friends with so many diverse opinions right like we have fucking buddies that do comedy where they're fucking straight up communists and all sorts of different you know i've you that's the funny thing about comedy it's like you'll see your buddy it'll do 10 minutes on like how men are the worst and you'll be like hey here's a tag for that like yeah yeah, because you're so focused on like whether it's funny or not right Mm -hmm. and i think that uh with these people it's like the idea here from like a straight up um, branding perspective is they're saying we're we're sort of different than the industry, but the only thing different is like we're a bit more of it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because they're saying it's like, hey, we're, we're like, it's going to be like socialism and diversity and equity. And you go, oh, like Comedy Central. It's like, no, more. More. But and, then, and then there's like the three straight white guys there who are like, oh, 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 oh yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to start sucking some dicks or something because this is getting scary. But if you're this like underground thing and you want to be different from Hollywood. Yeah. Di- well, that this is what Hollywood is right now. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Hollywood, it's the equivalent of being, you know, right now, if you go, I'm going to differentiate myself. How? It's like, oh, I'm going to support Black Lives Matter. That's going to be my thing. And you're just like, that's, dude, the, every actor is doing that. And they're like, oh, do it more. More. <laughs> Not, you know, so it's irrelevant of what the things are. Yeah. It's just, it's not different. It's kind of like what's already happening. And that is the mainstream. So it's not some like new thing. That is the mainstream of entertainment right now. Yeah. Also, these are just people doing pretend. So just let them have their pretend. Boy, would these things have a lot of fights in that co-op. Oh, eh? Again, it's, it's like you <laughs> oh, know exactly boy. how this is going to end. This is going to go full Animal Farm <laughs> style. There's going to be the fucking guards. There's going to be like the lower people. They're going to own. They're, yeah. they're going to eventually split themselves up into a like higher class yeah. and lower class it's gonna just it's well, they said if comedy theaters aren't a path to getting richer famous perhaps one show at the los angeles performance world uh can show that there's power in socialism it's a model based less on propping up local celebs and more about supporting a theater because of its perceived morals and ethics so the problem is kind of there's this idea that it'll be about like community or whatever the problem is you're taking a bunch of people that like really want to be famous. <laughs> and that's yes. just the pro it's like talk about uh I, there might be someone who is, you know, they're very Bernie Sanders principled. The problem is I'm in this industry. <laughs> I've been in this industry my whole life. Every, all these people want to be celebrities. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, the people that are the most like you know, they politically be, left wing. They talk less about comedy and they talk like I was talking to, you know, some LA people this weekend that are the most of all this stuff. And you know what they talk about? Like, oh, so and so just did a late night thing. Like, who, who got someone got hired on this writing job? Like, mm-hmm. oh, do you want to get on this industry? Like, it's very, they're yeah, all they're, very, you know, how do you move that, up this system, absolutely. right? They want to be successful. Yes. They moved to LA or New York from their hometown. They told their parents, you know, who a lot of times have money that I'm going to be a fucking comic. And their parents are like, all right, we'll support you. It's like, they want to be famous. Right. hundred percent. And the whole, what, what was the line? The morals and ethics line that you said, they said a model that's based less on propping up celebrity, local celebrities and more on supporting the theater itself. Yes. Because of its perceived morals and ethics. Okay. People do not go, to fucking watch comedy for the morals and ethics. They watch it to laugh. It's like saying, I go watch the NBA for their morals and ethics. Maybe you're like, oh. Some I, people do. No, no, no. You're like, I like it when LeBron James like fucking has good morals and ethics and all that stuff. Yeah. But he still has to be LeBron James first. Yes. Like you, you can't, like he can't just be like, oh, LeBron James, he can't make a basket, but man, his morals and ethics are great. Like, but what they also described is like any theater or comedy club, which again, this works better in probably a small town where there aren't celebs, but the idea of a comedy club, it's there. I mean, the corner was that where it's like, you like the people there, but really you're like, oh, that place is cool. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're saying. They're kind of like, we all have ownership in this place that's cool, which is to some degree true. Sure. You know, and it's like, why is it cool? It's like, well, we're the most, you know, this we're like the place you go if you kind of think all this stuff and we align with you and you're going to see that kind of comedy. Yeah. It's just all breaks down when someone's really famous, they'll leave. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, or if there's like a... a you know, club can Or if there's a like financial that. problem where they go, hey, like for us to make... Like, you know, we're not doing that well, so we need money to 
keep our lights on, yeah. which is just like a pretty standard problem. And all the people And they go, the- everybody, we need two hundred dollars from every person, and then people are like, oh, I don't have it. Well, if someone that's and very then someone true. and then someone has to be like, okay, well, you know, he, this guy over here, he has more money, so why don't you put in six hundred dollars and cover two? Like, of well, us. I want and to own more, and, and then he goes, yeah, that. I want more, and they go, no, 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 we want, and, and then you have your literally he goes, well, that's not fair. You have all your infighting because if someone owned over. it, it's like that. That is kind of necessary in these things too, because these are very like age specific in a lot of ways. So someone that's twenty kind of comes in or whatever, and they build this whole thing and they have this vision. Well, let's say. 10 years from now, 15 years ago, everyone's left. You just have a new people that weren't really part of this. It's just going to keep, it'll there's become a reason else. why there's such a thing as a hierarchy. Like in a business, a hierarchy works for that reason. If your hierarchy doesn't exist and it's just one flat column or like whatever, you know, just like one where everybody, right. you go, it's mayhem. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it doesn't work. So they're kind of saying all that they're, they're, you know, right now the industry is driven by a white led power structure that marginalizes diverse voices. So we're going to do it differently. And it's just like, you know, there's like pop music is the mainstream of music. This is the equivalent of being like, well, we're super pop music Mm -hmm. because it's just, you know, they're already saying all that stuff. The comedy co-ops hopes to allow performers to set their own ticket prices and take advantage of the door. So, I mean, we are, you can already set your ticket prices. Yeah. I mean, nobody's stopping you. (laughs) You can already set your ticket prices. Yeah. I set my ticket. Not only that, there's so many venues where they go, yeah, you can have the whole door. (laughs) Just let me sell fucking chips and yeah, let me sell chips. It's a pretty basic part. I guess now they're, they're seizing the means of production. I guess they're going to sell it. They're basing this on this other one where it's like, they really scammed you. Yeah. Yeah. UCB fucking. It's like they're coming out and they're like, we have this idea where hear me out. I know it's wacky. But we, people can set their ticket price. You're like, what? Is, what have you been doing for ten years? They're like, yeah. UCB. Like, but also, there's going to be four people who are super famous who are going to like. This is just going to turn into a new. Well, UCB. that's the problem. Socialists want to be famous, and there's a there's a big uh, there's a big career in being an internet socialist, <laughs> and they want to be famous more than they want this stuff. And that's the same. You know, what I was kind of thinking about that's funny. Do you want Love Island? You know, all these, you know, these Hollywood people yeah, that yeah. make shows like that, that, they kind of come out and they say we're all for all the right stuff. Two people have committed suicide on that show. Like on the, like, like, no, after? afterwards, because oh. they do like a lie detector test. I was going to say, I was like, I might go watch it. Though. So they do, well, they do like a lie detector test and some people, all this crazy stuff came out and they became the villains of the internet and they killed themselves. Mm. Two or maybe more. I don't know. Some people have killed themselves, but it's like, they keep doing it and be like, where are your ethics now? And they're like, yo. I'm at the women's march, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'll be at the women's march. Yo, I didn't. I didn't fucking pull the trigger. I expressed that I was a socialist. He said in a recent interview, and they were like, "Will you have a committee for censorship and canceling comedians?" So someone was saying that facetiously to them, and they said, "What? No, that's a misinformed idea. That when people hear a socialist or worker cooperative, they think censorship." So I'd just say, "Want to bet?" <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm like someone who likes good like comedy gossip and kind of like infighting. Like it's going to be fun to watch. Well, this. they're saying they'll deal with it internally which might be like they put them in the beginning and the middle of the circle and you go shame yeah yeah shame, yeah. shame. Struggle, struggle sessions <laughs> shame 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 they all hit them with a feather shame so that's uh i mean the thing like you've just it, seen this idea a million times i mean it's a it's band's catch true but so, it's it's just yeah it's like everybody knows that yes on paper this sounds great Everybody will, nobody will dispute that on paper. I don't know if it sounds that great on paper. At least to them it does. But you're like in practice. The idea of it's romantic. Exactly. And you're like, great. You know, we all get to share in the money and, 
You know, the, there's not going to be some mean dude who or person who runs this. It's place, always easy until takes all, there's money. Who takes all the profits? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're losing money. You're like, great. Who cares? But it's yeah, like, yeah. And, oh, it's uh, even better money. is when there's one owner who's fucking like struggling and is running this whole place and losing money and pulling his hair out. And everyone's like, ah, it sucks. As, yeah. long as, as long as we get our 20 bucks a spot or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right? seen that. You know, and then you're like, oh, the person fucking turns it around and is making all this money. And people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're making money off of me? But yeah, then there's the extremes where, the, like you said, a UCB where it's the opposite. It's like, I mean, it's to some degree, there is like a social pressure for owners to, you know, operate somewhat reasonably. Yeah, like within no, market rates of like what it is. No question, UCB were pieces of shit. Like, well, yeah, you look around everywhere else and they go, this is how much they're paying. They're like, how much do you pay? And they're like, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard a little thing called slavery? <laughs> how much How much do you pay to people? It's like, we, well, if anything, we gave them a million dollars worth of uh, improv courses. Yeah. So we, the way we see it, they owe us money. Yeah, but, they're, they're, and we've been nice enough to cancel that debt it's kind of an indentured servitude scenario they're just <laughs> yeah. working off the uh snake eyes pal <laughs> <laughs> so it's they, they, i'll just do a couple more things here where they go this one's kind of funny and again i hate i'm trashing this guy like this guy just might be some improv guy and he might be funny but because i was at one of the early meetings and james asked uh what's two percent of two thousand and i threw the number out uh says the actor comedian oh it's forty dollars and he was like oh god you're good with numbers so you should be the money committee so this guy who can understand simple arithmetics got it i mean honestly <laughs> that was one of the things that i was most made sense i go yeah i, I guess you're letting people play to their strengths two percent of two thousand it's like how, how funny he's the only guy in the whole improv gym that can do simple percentages and that's going to be the guy who basically ends up embezzling all the <laughs> well, like, these idiots can't even take yeah they don't even, he goes oh. he's like, how fast do you have to like even the the dumbest like the person who's like really not good at math you go it's pretty 2% of 1,000 you could do in about 10 seconds or, or you know 10 milliseconds and you, know, you just double that it's like anyone can but yeah yeah there's always like something that embezzles yeah, money so, yeah, that's another thing it was always well they finish the show they have a thousand dollars in their pocket no one was really keeping track no. and then they're like alright let's well, split that 25 ways and you go <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we will split that 500 dollars 25 ways won't we <laughs> yeah yeah for sure the yeah, 300 yeah, gets yeah, 300 split it up <laughs> split it up eh oh, shit yeah, they're having fun, you know. That's it's more of an LA Times in the media. That's what I'm saying. It's like a bunch of people want to start their 25 person thing and do an improv thing. And you know what? There's a chance that one of them pops off, and that's like anything else. But yeah. this, you know, LA Times being like, uh -huh. is this the future of the entertainment industry? No, the future Absolutely. of the entertainment industry is decentralization. That's just, yes. Unless it was government imposed, the future of the industry is like clearly look around at who's popular, who's doing well, and what the trend is. The trend is that. Uh, people being able to speak directly to their consumers and directly it's amazing to that, that like them. They didn't even reference that. In you know, the, yeah, in the, the way article? that the whole industry's changed, where it's like, if you want to write a book, you can just make it. You can put it on the internet. If you want to start a YouTube channel, you can just do that. You can be supported on patreoncom cast by people who directly, specifically like you, without going to Comedy Central and demanding that their gatekeepers, uh, you know, approve of what new what people younger than them like in a in a culture that they're out of touch with. So no, that's the future. But it's amazing that in this article that's purportedly journalism, and then they ask this question. Is this the future? There was no thing where we go, or maybe the future is like, you know, how we go on YouTube every day and TikTok and all that stuff. Like that never just came up. 
Yeah, that, no, that, that might be the future. Yeah. <laughs> You're going by. You go, all these people. You're the LA Times, the epicenter of fucking entertainment in the world. That's correct. And you go, all these people, like YouTubers, and you have the dumbass walls with the influencers take photos of, and that never even like just pops up in the article. Not a, maybe that's the future. Maybe this new thing that is clearly <laughs> uh, presented itself as the future, undebatably, where you go, who's the biggest celebrities in the world right now? Mostly like Dixie to me, whatever the fuck, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you go, I wonder what the future is. Maybe it's if 25 people get together and start an improv studio. Socialism improv yeah. troupe. But my, my beef is with, you know, LA Times just like, the the story should be like some kids formed an improv troupe. Yeah, <laughs> All, we wish them the best. Yeah, honest, right? Yeah, we wish them that's the best. The story. We'll we'll check in with them in a year to yeah. see where they're at. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like that's it. And they go and yeah, again, no <laughs> slate on them. But this has been the boys cast as always. Extra bonus episode every week at patreon.com slash the boys cast. Appreciate. People re- being out there, reaching out. I'm uh, talking to a ton of people there. I respond to all the comments and questions. And we have enough people that there's a lot of discourse going on over there. Yeah, yeah. If you do want to send any questions, the boys cast with Ryan Long at gmail.com. This has been the boys cast. Yeah.